today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. For the next few minutes, we're going to talk about a local uh, amateur story that uh, maybe a lot of people aren't aware of, that our next guest, for the first time in a long time in the city of Hamilton, is representing this city and this country at a world championship. He's an amateur boxer from Hamilton. His name is Spencer Wilcox, and he joins us here on CHML. Welcome. How are you? Good. How are you, Ted? I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. And you're joined by your dad, your trainer, Bob Wilcox. I'm going to call you the legendary just because when we get into the story, people will find out. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Ted. Now, let's talk about the Wilcox. I call them the fighting family of Hamilton. Because every time I look on Facebook or see something, there's another Wilcox fighting. And you've got sons that are fighting pro and amateur. Let's give all of them their names first, their due, and are they pro or amateur? Because Spencer, of course, is an amateur. Yes. Yeah, Spencer's amateur. Um, Sheldon. Sheldon also is amateur. And, and he coaches at the gym. They all coach at the Steel Town Boxing Club. Right. I have uh, the next is Bradley. Bradley just turned pro back in. Uh, this will be his first year as a pro. He's five and zero as a professional with three knockouts. Um, Jesse is 10, 10 and one now, I believe, and he just won uh, the CPBC International Belt mm-hmm. at welterweight. And then we have Stephen. Huh who's 20, 21 and 2 and he uh, he's ranked 15 in the WBA. How much pressure was there for you growing up knowing that you got your older brothers everybody's going to the gym and fighting and then there's you. Did you ever want to I don't know play tennis or yeah, something else? Uh, growing up there was a lot of obviously there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people watching you at such a young age, right? Uh by the time I was eight, starting to train hard, I found a lot more people were watching me because they always expect the youngest to be the best, right? Because you learn from your right. brother's mistakes. But my brothers are good. They taught me how to deal with the pressure. Just ignore it. I don't really care about what people are going to say because I know at the end of the day when I come home to my house, win or lose, my family's there for me. So the pressure, I don't know, pressure just doesn't really get to me right now. How old are you? 18. 18. I'm wondering if you're fighting, if some guy yells on the back, Hey, Wilcox, you can't fight like your brother. Do you ever get that? No, I've no. never got that. <laughs> no, no. So what was it about the brothers and your sons all kind of going toward uh, a sport that can be very unforgiving, especially when you turn pro? It's, it's, a, it's a, at times a vicious way to uh, make a living. What made all of them decide to be fighters? I think I think a lot of it started when Stephen was at a young age, at 10 years old. They all played hockey. They all played lacrosse. They played what they wanted, baseball, t-ball, whatever they wanted to do. I never said, no, you can't. You have to box. The last thing I wanted them to do was box. Right. But when, when Steve was 10 years old, he addressed to me that he would love to try something else where, where he could only blame himself and not be blaming each other. Right. Uh, so much to get away from the team sports because they had lost the city championships in hockey. Right, yeah. So I took them to Regency Boxing. I sat down as a parent and I let them, Dave Finch and Jack Blasdale was coaches at the time. They started coaching them. He loved it. And then uh, Jesse Jesse started tagging along three weeks later and it, it just it just grew into 
all the boys loved it they loved the workout more than anything and and then they're very talented at it mm -hmm. so then i kind of stepped in myself because i do have a little bit of boxing background and uh started coaching them myself when regency closed up i started steel town boxing club and uh that was it that was 17 years ago you know, it's interesting because we've heard stories in the pros, especially where the combination of a father and a son as the trainer and the fighter, a lot of times it's it doesn't work for whatever reason. How tough is it for you to detach yourself when you're in the ring and you're seeing Steven or Jesse as a pro fighting and you're training them? There's the father side on one side when you want to protect them from getting hurt, and then there's the trainer side that thinking, okay, you've got a little bit more in the tank. Um, I... I, I don't <laughs> I don't know why but I honestly don't have a problem with that because I know it at the end of the day it's a job mm -hmm. and that's the way I work every day of my life is you got to get the job done and you know I have other coaches I never coach myself I have uh, Billy Irwin helps me with the boys and RG Grant uh, Ryan Grant from Toronto right um, but they will always say to me what do you think and we have we've been in that situation once with Steven, he got uh, he got knocked down a few years ago in the eighth round. Uh, he was he was uh, buzzed a little bit. RG said to me, uh, RG Grant said to me, Bob, I think that's enough. And Stevie come back to the corner, and he looked at me. He says, "Give me one more round. I know I can beat this guy. We lost, but he went out. He finished the fight, and uh, he won the last round. So." It how how concerned are you? Because we know that uh, the concussion protocol comes up a lot in all sports. In ten, in, well not, not in tennis, in soccer, with hit, hit, hitting the uh, the ball with your head, in hockey, in football, and what have you. How concerned are you about your son's long term health when all this is over? That's why Ted, I, I made them kind of make me a promise that when we say enough is enough it's enough right there's no more i don't want you doing it for a paycheck when 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 you we stop performing and you in the in the love for the sport is gone and they, the desire to train is gone then it's over and they've all made me that promise and i think a lot of it goes back to as far as boxing anyways i control what goes on in my gym right i know how hard they're sparring i know how they look i know how they're performing I know the guys that I have helping me, Billy and RG, are the same. Health is number one. We can do other things. If you're not doing it right, then we're done. You know. Let's bring Spencer into the conversation. We talked off the top, but you're representing Canada next month in Hungary at the World Championship. Mm -hmm. um, congratulations, first of all. Thank you. So you're going over there to fight... Um, you don't know who you, no. you you have no idea who your opponent is, who the opponents are. Yeah. Uh, how do you train for somebody that you have never seen on on tape or live? That's where experience kicks in. I truly believe I've been brought up well. I've fought whoever I've had to fight, so that when circumstances come like this, no style catches me off guard. I can adapt. I truly believe as a fighter, one of my strongest attributes is I can adapt to any style. I can do what I have to do to win, and that's what I think is going to separate me from winning and losing in Hungary. Bob, I'm curious when you talk about your sons and you, as, as we say, there's, you know, all, all told five. What was your food bill like? Because obviously eating healthy, I mean, we, we talked about food last half hour. You have to be, like they say, you've got to be careful what you put in the machine because it's like a car. Uh, yeah. 
at some point did you look at your food bill and think, my God, something's got to be done here? You know what we did, Ted? Uh, to see them, when you, when, you, when you watch the news and you see all the bad right. and the bad stuff going on, it's a very small price to pay right. to teach them a healthy lifestyle. I never regret, uh, you know, we try and balance it, chicken, fish, beef, um, and if we got to work Saturday a little harder to afford it, that's what we do. Your gym, and you talked about it, uh, Steel Town Boxing up on the East Mountain off of Hempstead Drive. Um, the, the boxing is one part of it, but I'm all about, as you know, self-esteem and people going to the gym. Maybe kids didn't have confidence when they were growing up. Maybe they were bullied, what have you. Uh, and Spencer's kind of agreeing, so we'll ask him first. Um, do you see a lot of that in the younger kids coming into the gym that, you know, thinking, you know what, I'm, I'm not in shape, I've been bullied, I don't have self-esteem, I need help? Yes, uh, we get that a lot, especially in the youth class, like the teenage class. Uh, the first thing we actually do is ask the, ask the parents why they brought them in. And if the parents tells us it's bullying, then we know we have to boost the kid's confidence. If the kid's maybe not throwing the best jab, you tell them it's a good jab. You don't, you don't put the kid down. You let him know that he's here and he's in a good environment that's going to boost his confidence. He, everything we do... It might not only be for boxing, but we want to change the person's life in general. We want to give them enough confidence where they can walk the halls in school and not be afraid of a bully. It's interesting when you mentioned that you talk to the parents because obviously sometimes the kids are a little, little nervous or scared about going to the mm-hmm. gym. So um, what's it like for you when you train with these kids and work out with these kids and put these kids through their paces? Maybe, I don't know, three months down the road, six months down the road, yeah. you can see the physical changes in them. Yeah. What's that like for you? Oh, there's uh, my dad got me coaching a few years ago because it'll help my boxing, but I started to learn that it's just a great feeling seeing a kid who couldn't do a push-up now the kid can do 20 push-ups a kid who couldn't run 10 meters now he can do three laps around the building it's just a nice it's a nice thing and it feels good to see the process and see what you how how much you can change someone's life just through two days a week at a at the boxing gym you can completely change someone bob as a parent when you talk to the parents afterwards when they come in and they have that that conversation what's it like for them do they come up to you quietly and say you know what look at the difference in my son Yes, we got. We had a few. We had one lad that uh, had a disability. He was about 400 pounds. We've got him down to about 240 pounds now. Very confident. It's been a year and a half, but from no friends to he's a social media prince now. Like right. he's talking to everybody. Um, and 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 other parents feed off of that. We have another lad that just came in because of that one that goes to school with him, young Josh. Josh come in, he's got a disability, and come in from, now you see the difference from a boy that could not look you in the eye to to a big smile when he walks through the door and says hi to everybody. So that's that's amazing the, to, to go anybody from 400 pounds to, to 240, and you could see, not necessarily literally, but you could see the pounds melting off, and, and you could see the, uh, the transformation, I would su- yes. suggest. Yes, and the mother... A lot of the medication went away. That's the other part of it, too. Uh, you were, uh, I guess a couple of weeks ago, you were involved in, in a card, and this is a great story, because as you give back to the Hamilton community, there's people that do this all over in other communities. You went across the border to Buffalo against the Buffalo Amateur Club there. Um, 
what's it like to talk to those coaches? Do the kids there have a lot of self-esteem problems? And I would say that the quick answer to that is yes. Yes, they do. It, a lot of them come from a lot less fortunate. The one thing about uh, I found with, with the boxing community and the coaches in general, um, the, nobody really makes no money. you got to love it to do it, and you gotta, you got to. The reward is what you can give to the kids and what the kids give you back. The, the appreciation is basically what you get back out of it. Um, and by the way, we should mention how did your club do against? Uh, because everybody has this vision of the states, right? You cross the border and they all oh, they're better athletes, and that may not be the case. What happened? Yes. No, we had uh, Kevin Young, Kevin Miller represented us, and uh, Kevin fought at uh, 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 light heavyweight, um, his second fight, and uh, he walked away with a W. So. Uh, from that, we, we, you know, we've been, that was Don, Don Patterson brought it to my attention. The promoter brought it to my attention that it was 17 years ago to the day that I brought young Steve over. He even remembered the guy that Steven fought. Is that Steven right? Was, uh, Steven was 11 years old. It was our 17th year working together. It would have been interesting if that guy had met Steven 17 years later. Yeah. And, yeah. and we have no idea what happened to him. Obviously, he's hopefully gone, gone on to a, a bigger, better... I think career. he's pro. I think he's pro. Really? Yeah. yeah. And this is what happens. You, they, they, they build a friendship that, that never goes away. Before we wrap up, and we talked about uh, Spencer Wilcox representing Canada at the World uh, Boxing Championships, uh, when do you leave for Hungary? So I actually got to do a training camp in Montreal first at the, nas- uh, the national headquarters. So I leave the 12th, 12th of August, the 18th, that's in Montreal. Right. And then the uh, 18th to the 31st, I'm in Hungary in competitions from the 20th to the 31st. Because I was going to say, if you leave the the 18th, how much time do you have for jet lag? So so it's <laughs> two two days, two days roughly. Yeah, roughly. Is, is your dad going over with you to coach? Uh, no, we got, it's with the national team, so they have their own set coaches. It's not like the local yep. coaches, it's the actual national team. So I'll be going over there ready uh talk about the training camps there versus here um it's the national team you fair to say a little more intense over there uh yeah it's very good it's very well organized but i think here i'm confident i've got the best team in canada i think we've we've just settled ourselves with such a positive group and people who want to see each other achieve here my brothers my teammates everyone's helping me out my coach zaya Everyone here is helping me get to the point where I can go to Hungary, get the gold no matter what, or give it everything I have. I think the national training camp is very good, but I love it here back home. Hamilton's my home. I feel so comfortable here. I feel confident, but I love it in Montreal too because it's different and you focus just boxing. All there is is boxing. Got to ask one more question about judging uh, in international sports. And it happens in boxing. It, it, we've seen it happen in figure skating. We've seen it happen before. Any concerns? Have you been maybe told by your coaches on the national team, you know what, you can expect maybe this to happen. And I don't want to say that there's anything untoward going on, but you know yeah. what I'm talking about, that, that sometimes things don't work out well. See, Ted, you can, either, you can either win a fight close and leave it to the judges, or you cannot leave it to the judges and you dominate the fight so they have no chance, they right. can't rip you off. That's my goal. I don't want to go in there and have close fights. I want to go, I want to win every fight. I want to dominate every second of every round so those judges have no chance to rob me or I want to knock someone out. 
Perfect. And we'll be able to follow online as well. Very quickly, people that are listening to this, Bob, that maybe have kids that, uh, you know, are going through the whole thing of, you know, what? Self-esteem. I've been bullied. Maybe and we're not asking them to be amateur fighters or to turn pro. I mean, if they do great, but just the whole exercise aspect of it. Uh, how do they get a hold of you? 115 Rush Home, one, uh, sorry, uh, 115 Hempstead Drive, Unit 6. We're there from 4.30 till 9 o'clock every night. Um, or you can reach us on our webpage. And, uh, yeah, everybody's welcome. we got a program for everyone. All right. Best of luck in Hungary. We'll be watching. Thanks, and thank you, Bob, as well. Thanks, Ted. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.